This episode of Defining Diabetes is sponsored by Dexcom, Omnipod, the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter, Touched by Type 1, and the T1D Exchange. I almost made this one larger episode with three topics in it, and then I decided if I didn't break them apart, future listeners wouldn't be able to find them. So this is a defining diabetes episode about feet on the floor. But there are two others that go with it. The other one's called defining diabetes smoggy effect. And the third one, defining diabetes dawn phenomenon. Anyway, the three of them are oddly similar, but completely different, and every one of these ideas needs to be understood. I'm not going to be explaining them by myself. I'm going to have Jenny Smith with me. I'll tell you a little bit more about Jenny in a second. But first, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Please always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. If the mood should strike you and you'd like to find out more about the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor, please go to Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. If you're looking for a free, no obligation demo of the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump, myomnipod.com forward slash juice box. Want to add your voice to some terrific type one diabetes research without ever leaving your home? Can do it right there from your phone in just a couple of minutes. T1D exchange org forward slash juice box to check out the blood glucose meter that Arden uses the contour next one you go to contournext.com forward slash juice box and of course touched by type one.org to see type one diabetes advocacy done correctly my friend Jenny Smith has had type one diabetes for over 30 years Jennifer holds a bachelor's degree in human nutrition and biology from the University of Wisconsin she is a registered and licensed dietitian, a certified diabetes educator, and a certified trainer on most makes and models of insulin pumps and continuous glucose monitoring systems. She is also a frequent contributor to the Juice Box podcast. And I find Jenny's input about type 1 diabetes and the management of insulin and things around type 1 to be completely invaluable. She is my favorite person. Feet on the floor is something that I didn't know people called a thing. Until I heard somebody say, oh, that's that's feet on the floor. And I've always really? thought, yeah, I didn't know that. I just found it. I figured it out. And then I attacked it. And then I stopped thinking about it again. Right. Y- you know, so I've in in Arden's life, I've attacked feet on the floor a, a couple of different ways. So but first, like, I guess we'll we'll define it. I think of it as if anyone's ever played on a football team. There's this thing you do, right, before the game. They get everybody together and whip them into a murderous frenzy, and then they send you out on the field. They're literally like saying, just shy of go rip everyone's head off. Go do it now. 
And I feel like that's what your body does when you stand up. It's like, we got to go. This is it. We're going to go take a shower. We're going to make lunch. I got to be on time. I got to get to school. And it just jacks you up so that you can accomplish those things. Mm -hmm. I know that's not technical. That's how I think of it. (laughs) Is that about what's happening? Like, what is your body doing when you wake up? I'm assuming cortisol and... Yeah, there are a whole bunches of different hormones that are supposed to be there. And again, they're, I mean, if you think of them in terms of the flight or fight hormones, right, Mm -hmm. they're kind of the same thing. It's not like you're trying to run away from a saber-toothed tiger first thing in the morning, but at least not in today's world. But there are all the things, as you just mentioned, in today's world, especially as an adult, there are a lot of things that are on your plate as soon as you get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. It's I have to get myself ready. If you have children or a spouse or anybody that you're a caretaker for that you have to get ready, you might have breakfasts that you have to make, things that you have to pack, calls that you have to make. I mean, the list just, it goes on and on with the chores in the morning time. And even kids, I think, well, why does it happen with my you know 12-year-old child then? Well, kids have a lot of things that they're not really verbalizing. But their brains are thinking through, especially once they get out of bed. And in a life with diabetes, there are things that they're thinking about. Again, they might not be talking about them right away, but you know, what am I going to have for breakfast this morning? Is mom and our mom and dad going to be really worried because my blood sugar is going to go high if I choose to eat pancakes today? I mean, there are lots and lots of things that are reasons for the rise, but the base reasons really are those like the cortisol kind of the get-go. Your body wants to ramp you up. Um, and and kind of move you, give you energy. So what people call feet on the floor, I think of as bolusing for life. I don't know another way to put it, really. <laughs> so, you know, if Arden were to wake up at a an 85 blood sugar and lay in bed for two hours looking at TikTok and Instagram, her blood sugar would not go up. It's got nothing to do with the timing. It's It's quite honestly, she gets out of bed and then... 15, 20 minutes later, her blood sugar can go from 85 to 120 and and right. catch a diagonal up arrow and keep going if you don't stop it. Right. So I always just have her wake up and bolus. And right. I don't know how much. You know me. I don't know. Let's throw some insulin in there. Get on the right side of this game, you know? <laughs> I and, half yeah. a unit today, it looks half like. Half right? one. What do I care? Insulin. Get it going. Um, And, and that works terrifically. It, it really does. But, I mean, honestly – This is going to seem like a strange story to put in here, I guess. But when I was 16, for about three or four years while I was 16, in my hometown, I volunteered as a fireman. It was a common thing for people to do. And I trained, you know, I got trained. I think we had to do like 100 hours of training. And then, you know, you'd become a fireman. And when there was a fire at night, like in the middle of the night when you were sleeping, We used to have this old, the technology was so bad back then. It was just this box that sat in your house and they would send out this radio frequency and the box would pick it up and then make this horrible, harsh, shrill scream that would wake you up, right? God, I want to say the company was realistic that made it. I'm I'm not going to remember. But this thing, I can't even like, I wouldn't even want to tell you to, you'd have to cover your ears. It just would go, but so high pitched and loud. And you'd be standing up. I'd be standing on the floor in my underwear, unaware of how I stood up. It was so loud, right? (laughs) And a few moments later, you're at the firehouse. You're getting dressed. You're now in a truck. And you are flying down the road 
as wide awake and as alert as you had ever right. been in your entire life. I'm crystal clear at that moment. Like that's when I should be taking my SAT. You, you know what I mean? And that has got to be this. Like yes. just your body just going like, holy Hannah, we got to go, you, you know, and, and this happening. And now I guess in a, in a modern world, people talk all the time about like, oh, I don't like to get upset because my cortisol levels go up and I get fluttery or nervous or, you know, anxiety hits me for some people. I think it's it. Like I think of feet on the floor is is life and you have to give yourself insulin for it because it doesn't go away once it's, it's not like adrenaline, right? Adrenaline pushes you up. And then when the adrenaline's gone, your blood sugar drops back down again. Mm -hmm. It's, it's definitely different thing. First thing in the morning. And I think that's, it's a compounding factor when people are trying to figure out that morning breakfast, Mm. right? Because if you haven't realized that the rise is already starting before you go ahead. And even if you're pre-bolusing for breakfast and you're thinking, well, gosh, I've waited 15 minutes. Let's try 20 minutes. Let's try 30 minutes. Let's try 45 minutes. And like, finally you're at the hour point and your blood sugar is still rising. And you're like, yeah, but I bolused for my food. Yeah. Well, you're missing possibly a quarter, a half, maybe a whole unit and a half of insulin for this feet on the floor impact. Yeah, And so that's, it, it kind of, like I said, it's sort of covers up what might be going on behind a breakfast and the food kind of bolus. Yeah. And so it's making you feel like, well, gosh, I just, I obviously need more insulin. So I'm going to dump more insulin in then. And then you end up, like you said, it sticks around for a long time if you don't get ahead of it. And by getting ahead of it, I think most people that I talk to in teaching about it, it's you wake up, Look at your CGM or do your finger stick and give your give your bolus for that feet on the floor immediately. I, and sometimes it takes, like I said before, a little bit of analysis. Let's say your feet on the floor doesn't really start. Maybe it's an hour between waking up mm-hmm. and then it actually starts to rise with, again, no food or anything else in the picture. But maybe you're the person who sees it within 20 minutes. That's me. Mm-hmm. I can wake up quick. at a blood sugar of 68 and... I can have it start within 15 to 20 minutes. But you also don't and strike me. I know me. that I don't need to treat that low yeah. because <laughs> it's going to go up. You also strike me as a person who is um, active in your mind as well as your like your body. Like you're not, you don't yeah. get up in the morning and think like, well, I'll hang around for a couple of hours and then like you're moving, right? Yeah. You I got, don't have hang around time, yeah, yeah. man. What's that? I said something <laughs> I to you. I don't know what that is anymore. What, what did I say to you on an episode recently? And you're like, you have all kinds of free time. And I was like, I don't. What do you, oh, when I said I fixed my carpet when I got a pull in it, you're like, where do you get time for that? I was like, well, la- lady, there's a big hole in my car, but I can't just leave it there, you know? Jenny couldn't even imagine. She's like, cut the carpet up, start over again. It's it's done. It can't be saved. Like it can't no be saved. That. I'm so sorry. Go I probably just put like, you know, like a, a, I don't know, a plate over it and be like, don't step here. Mom will take care of it later. And then like three months later, I'd be like, why is that plate still on the floor? Right? No, it's seriously. not really like that. But, but no, but seriously, like you have that, like you have that attitude. And I have to tell you that I'm not I'm good just, with I'm a busybody. I'm not good with free time either. As soon as I have too much free time, like I could make another podcast episode. Like yeah. I think that right away. I'm like maybe we could move people along a little sooner. I could be working is what I feel like. Right. I I this weekend I talked my wife into relaxing, which she's terrible at. And so everyone's sort of outside. We have a little little patio out back. Everybody's sitting around. We drug like a um 
television outside. People are watching sports and just hanging around. And I realized at the end of the day, I don't think I ever sat on that patio. And I was mad at myself when by the time it was over, you know, but I just couldn't. Like I kept thinking of things I had to do, which I know is bad. Don't write me. I know it's bad. I know it's killing me. But um, but yeah, feet on the floor is what I think of as life, like bolusing for life. And really, when you stop and think about these three little episodes, which I'm going to put up all at the same time so people can find them all at the same time, you're thinking about, you don't realize you're thinking about what if, what if Smoggy happens, right? Mm-hmm. What if you, what if you, that happens? What if while that's happening, you start experiencing dawn phenomenon and then you jump up and you're a more high strung person and you've got this going and you're back here trying to bolus for toast with two units. Right. <laughs> you're a lost yeah, already. A load of three things that you didn't realize could be impacting and the toast had nothing to do with the 290 blood sugar. Yeah. Then. And it makes me think about how many people like to say, oh, my, my blood sugar goes up every time I take a shower in the morning. But what if it's got nothing to do with the shower and everything to do with the, the feet on the floor? Correct. We've done it, Jenny. This is it. If people just listen to these podcasts, their A1Cs will be in the fives. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them will make themselves crazy, but I mean, a lot of them will end up in the fives. <laughs> Hopefully you don't need extra meds along the way. for yeah. <laughs> Just find yourself in the corner mumbling about smoji and feet on the floor and I don't I, I, don't I gotta move my basal insulin so that it combats the dawn phenomenon and then I'll just go to work and take care of these four kids and ah! makes me kind of think of what's his name Gollum from yeah Lord of the Rings, yeah just right? shrink up and start talking to precious and rubbing your head and <laughs> not a good thing no. yeah, yeah so anyway that's why honestly as we kind of finish this one up without joking about it that's why my theory is always just like more get ahead. Don't let this stuff like make all of this stuff. Absolutely. Not even something you think about by being just being first by acting first. I am such a big fan of punching first with diabetes so that you can at least say I did this and what happened next. I had some impact on instead of covering up defensively and waiting for all this stuff that happened to you. And then trying to react on the go, you just can't react to diabetes. You have to be, you know, you have to be first. You have to be active, I think. And and some of that too, like you said, you know, needing more is, the idea of more is important. Knowing, okay, clearly I didn't do this well, so I just needed more. But I think also looking at, as I said before, um, you know, a couple of trends in the morning time to be able to define mm-hmm. why do you need more? Is it just today or hmm, look at this? I see the trend of lows overnight. And now then when I'm high in the morning, then I need more or every morning I get out of bed at this time and I've made a note of it. And no matter what I do, I don't even eat for three hours and my blood sugar is already going up before I eat. Well, yeah. clearly this is the problem. So then it gives you more definition to maybe even quantity of the more you know, how much more could I possibly need? Um, you know, more three units versus more half unit. <laughs> two, right. di- two different ideas. <laughs> I don't know. More. Just more. more. Did you right. get higher? Then more than that. More than that. <laughs> right. Did it happen the next day? Then more than that. What if right. it's too much? I was like, it hasn't been too much so far. You know, if it gets to be too much, not for nothing, then do less. <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. it's just, I don't know another way to think about it because- when I see people try to think about it logically, like, like I guess logically is the wrong word, but mathematically maybe, mm-hmm. 
I see people making themselves crazy, crazy because there are so many of these variables that you can't quantify. And even if you could, you can't quantify them in real time while living a life, you, you know? So I just like putting a nice layer of insulin on everything and trying to keep the blood sugar down. And that way, if you don't get high, you don't get high. And that's it. That's right. I'd rather that's stop right. a lower falling blood sugar than fight with a high one. The high. Yeah. That's all. It's so simple. All right. Agree. This is this was it. Feet on the floor, which I Great. again I would like to call bolusing for life, but then no one's going to know what I'm talking about. If you'd like to hire Jenny to help you with your type one diabetes, check her out at integrateddiabetes.com. Thanks so much to the Omnipod tubeless insulin pump. If you'd like to get a free no obligation demo of the Omnipod, do it now at myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Learn more about the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitor. See those trends. See your direction. See your speed. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box. Get the best blood glucose meter on the market, in my opinion, at contournext.com forward slash juice box. You want to see people doing good things for other people with type 1 diabetes? You need to go to touchedbytype1.org. And of course, to get involved simply in some type 1 research that helps everyone with type 1 diabetes. And to do that right there from your cell phone or from your sofa without ever leaving your house in just a few minutes, t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. You go to those links, you are doing something good for yourself, good for somebody else, and supporting the podcast. All of those links are available right here in the show notes of your podcast player. And they're also at juiceboxpodcast.com. Click the links, support the show. You all should know, by the way, when I say click the links, support the show, the pantameter of that reminds me of Save the Cheerleader, Save the World from Heroes. Do you remember that TV show on NBC? Anyway, there's a little look into my head. There are countless other episodes of Defining Diabetes available for you right now. And that's probably a lie because they are countable. There's not so many of them that I can't count them, but I'm not going to count them. A couple of ways to get to them. Go into your podcast app, search Defining Diabetes, they'll all pop up. Uh, Go into the stream in your podcast app, all episodes, scroll down, you'll see them. You can go to juiceboxpodcast.com and scroll down a little bit, right? And you'll see all kinds of stuff. Let me tell you some of the stuff you'll see on the main page. All the After Dark episodes. Right now we have After Dark Divorced and Co-Parenting. After Dark Sex with Type 1 from a male perspective. Sex with Type 1 from a female perspective. Depression and self-harm. Trauma and addiction. Weed smoking. Drinking with Type 1 diabetes. There's also all kinds of episodes that are focused on algorithm pumping. And then, you know what? You could actually click, oh, excuse me, look up, oh, hold on, excuse me. Also, I have all the pro tip episodes right there on the front page and recent episodes. Now, if you go to, uh, then you click on a link up top, right? It says Juicebox Podcast. You click on that. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at the defining diabetes episodes. There's fat and protein rise, compression low, and interstitial fluid, rage bolus, bump and nudge. Feeding insulin, these little diabetes terms that maybe you're just like, I don't know what they mean when they say insulin resistance, but I have an episode where Jenny and I explain that to you. Ketones, stop the arrows, brittle diabetes, low before high, pre-bolus, trust what you know will happen, will happen. 
glycemic index and glycemic load as a defining diabetes, but you know what we have coming up? A pro tip about it. There's non-compliance, an algorithm, and on and on and on and on. If there's a diabetes term that's been said out loud, Jenny and I have defined it on defining diabetes. Two new ones that are out right now around this, like I mentioned in the beginning, I think go together with this one. The other two are feet on the floor and the smoji effect, the samogi effect. I don't know how to say that word, but you'll say it. It'll be the only word that sounds like samoji when you read it. Looking for a great doctor or other type of diabetes practitioner? Check out, check out, woo, there goes my voice. Check out juiceboxdocs.com, an ever-growing list of podcast listeners' favorite practitioners. Absolutely free. Go in there, find one, or send me one to add. Diabetes Pro Tip episodes can actually be found in all the places I just described in your podcast app and at diabetesprotip.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider sharing it with someone else.